Hey out there, it's uh, June 21st, 2018, and you are listening to Video Games Were a Mistake. Uh, my name is Ian Boudreau, and uh, tonight I'm joined by uh, my friend who has recently returned from Los Angeles, California, uh, Jermaine. Yes, I made it back. They didn't get me. I didn't end up in jail or anything. Nice, um, man. So was anything actually uh, going on in, in L.A. or uh, just kind of out there? Nah, the, I was just of... out there hanging out. <laughs> I was looking for, like, movie stars. It's Oscar season or something because there were signs all over the place that said, for your consideration, vote for Stranger Things or whatever random show. <laughs> yeah. It blew my mind. Like, I didn't understand what was going on. Apparently, that's normal. That's, yeah, kind of a strange, uh, strange town, I hear. Uh, but... Yeah. <laughs> We, uh, I, I mean, um, he probably, or he may have heard, uh, our friend uh, Benson and I, uh, he's going to be uh, out for tonight. He's got some uh, stuff to take care of in uh, a, on a secret mission. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But, um, but yeah, we, we, we got to watch E3 from here, from the, uh, the warmth, the uh, sustaining glow of our computer monitors. Uh, but, uh, but you were there, man. So, uh, yeah. Yeah. It's uh, we were talking about it earlier, but it's crazy how much you miss when you're there. Um, because it was a lot of stuff. Uh, I didn't get to see what was Saturday. I think Saturday was EA. Saturday was EA. Um, that's when I was here. I was still in Florida for EA, so I got to watch them. Sunday was Microsoft, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, I think Sunday had um. Sunday had the big ones, right? I think. I think. Was it, it Sunday? Was uh, now I'm completely, my mind has completely erased uh, everything. Uh, oh, it, it was. Um, it's okay. <laughs> Microsoft uh, and then Bethesda, right? Bethesda, that's who it was. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So pretty much, I flew out Monday morning, and whatever happened that oh, that was, I don't remember what happened Monday morning. I missed all that stuff, like. I found out later on blogs and through friends what happened. But in any event, I was out there. I saw some stuff. It was fun. If you've never been to E3, I suggest going at least once to get that experience. I don't know if I'm going to go back, though. No, uh, maybe not for a little bit, huh? Yeah, (laughs) not until we all can go out there as a crew. That would be pretty great, yeah. Yeah, I think that would be fun. Um, but other than that, yeah, it, oh, man, wore me out a little bit. A little bit. I mean, uh, so I mean, you yeah. just spend most of your time. I guess we'll we'll talk about this when we get to the uh, with the story time with Jermaine segment of the yes. show. <laughs> but uh, but yes. I mean, did, like, you got to see a lot of the show floor. I mean, because it's weird because oh, now yeah. it's kind of like the three days prior to the show actually starting is when everybody does their big showcases. Exactly. Um, and then everybody quits paying attention, and that's when like E three actually is the Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. So, um, yep. like <laughs> weird. The first time I went to E three, I got to go to the Microsoft press conference, and that's when they announced uh, Crackdown three for the first time. And yeah. no, 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 still no, no, talking no. I about think it. It was Killer Instinct. It was Killer Instinct because okay. I knew immediately what it was, and everybody's like, "What? what why are you freaking out?" Because I love Killer Instinct. And when they showed it on screen, I lost my shit. Like being in the room as a mm. fan, like I can't imagine being there as like a journalist because you gotta like focus and and actually take notes and whatnot. But as a fan, that shit was amazing. Like it was real fun. So I kind of miss that experience this year. But um, 
It was fun, nevertheless. You know, I, I, it was interesting. I think on the uh, Bombcast this week, I heard uh, Brad Shoemaker mention, he said, I'm done calling these things press conferences. Uh, because it seems like they really are more geared to to fans and to you know it's, oh, yeah. they're talking directly to the people who are going to be getting the games and I think that's that's pretty clear because I mean they're they're not showing like pie charts and you know sales statistics anymore. <laughs> uh, exactly, those days are over. Yeah. So, and hey, you know, uh, hail, you know, the king is dead. Long live the king, or something. I don't know. Yeah, some, yeah, okay. I hear what you're saying. It's the I new, totally the new regime. Yeah. Um. Anyhow. Um. So. But uh, let's. What have you been playing? Like, I so, feel like I haven't talked to you in like two weeks, which is probably true. Uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, fairly accurate. Um. So I've been. Uh, man, this is going to be a weird uh week for me to talk about uh what I've been playing because most of it, uh at least this week, has been uh, Dynasty Warriors 8 Extreme Legends Edition. What? What? <laughs> so, yeah, what and why. What? Yeah. Okay, hold on. Is this a new release? Uh, no, this one's pretty old. Uh, the, the newest one is 9. Uh, okay. So they have, yeah. Oh, damn. <laughs> and that's like 9 main entry uh, Dynasty yeah, Warriors, which doesn't even, spin-offs. it doesn't count like the, ex- whatever, stru- like, ex- like Legend Strike or yeah. any of the Samurai Warriors or Hyrule Warriors or the Gundam one that they did, or there's did a, a Gundam they one? did a Gundam one. They did a uh, Greek history one at some point. There's another one that has like just random, like I think they just put Zeus in it. Like, I don't know. Yeah, it is weird. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Anyway, oh so I've heard people like mostly shit on Dun- on Dynasty Warriors over the years, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, Same here. I, I I don't know what it's been like. I've just heard a couple people who have been super into them, and I don't know. I, I saw like Koei had a uh, a sale on this one site that I, I and it was like seventeen or eighteen bucks. It's like all right, I'm gonna try this out for myself. Mm-hmm. And it turns out I'm one of the weirdos who really likes Dynasty yeah. Warriors. It's a lot of fun. So what is it? What what got you? Uh, well, uh, so what, do you mean beforehand or after? Like once I started playing. Well, after once you started playing, what what hooked you into it? So basically, what it is—it's really like a two-button combo game, right? Where you've got a light attack and a heavy attack, and there's about a bajillion different weapons that everybody can equip. Uh, there's also like ninety characters or more maybe more Uh, it's like there's so many different characters and storylines that you can go down but once you're in the game you're uh it's 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 a really pretty easy thing to understand what you're supposed to do light hits and heavy hits you can't you've got a special move like an uh, ex move for the special weapon that your character is like an expert with um and then a switch attack which happens between like switching from your primary or secondary weapon um and so None of it's like super, there's some fighting game stuff in there, but it's all very baby mode and I can get my head around it. Meanwhile, you are wrecking literally thousands of guys. Uh, <laughs> and it's, and that is like, it doesn't, oh, and while you're wrecking the thousands of guys, it's just screaming butt metal the entire time. Like awesome. it's okay. Yeah. I understand this is supposed to be second century China. Doesn't matter. It's all electric guitars all the time. All like completely wow. distortion. Like just 
I mean, it's it's amazing. <laughs> so it's like it's really just different from most things that uh, you find in the West, anyway. And uh, and the voice acting's bad, but kind of like in a in a great way. Like when you see a kind of a, a, a crummy movie and it's funny. Uh-huh. Um, but I will say this, uh, the story kind of gets knocked a, a lot. And, um, I think mostly just because like, it's not really explained very well for a Western audience because we don't know, like, we're not generally familiar with the novel, the romance of the three kingdoms, which exactly. in China apparently is this like, like everybody knows those stories, like just from childhood by heart. So they don't really have to say that. Like as soon as you mention Liu Bu, everybody knows who that is and why, you know, what he did. And it, the, all these different characters like uh, Xiao Xiao and like th- there's these different generals that uh, are kind of part of myth. So it's like, you know, stories about George Washington or something like that, except, you know, thousands of years old. Um, but I'm listening to a great podcast called uh, the Romance of the Three Kingdoms podcast. And it's this guy who is, uh, I think he's got, um, I think he's Chinese American. So he's going through the novel and kind of retelling it in a, like the novel itself, if you read it, it's apparently kind of dry. So he's kind of trying to tell it in a more engaging way. And so, oh, that sounds awesome. yeah, it's like half, half hour episodes. Um, so they're easily digestible. I listen to a couple before I go to sleep. And then, so so taking that into Dynasty Warriors has really kind of given me a lot of great context for the story, which is actually super interesting. So, um, so yeah, Dynasty Warriors. I'm on that train now. That's uh, that's nice. that's the kind of dude I am. Great. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I I've heard different things about the the ninth um, version, the ninth edition Dynasty Warriors nine, which is all of a sudden open world. So you're uh, it, it looks very pretty compared like this one for PC. I think it's a port of the PlayStation three version. So it's pretty mm. ugly. Oh, um, yeah. kind of don't care. Cause it's again, like th- <laughs> thousands and thousands of guys are just getting hit at the same time. Yeah. It's great. So, it does sound. Appealing. It's pretty Thanks good. Yeah. <laughs> and the other thing too, is that it's fully co-op. Like you could play it two player, uh, uh, couch co-op. And so if you wanted to, the campaigns are short enough that you could knock out like one storyline in an afternoon together, you know? So nice. I, I think that's pretty cool. So, yeah. Uh, but the ninth one, yeah. Jim Sterling, he was a longtime dynasty warriors, uh, fan hated dynasty warrior yeah. nine, uh, warriors nine with the like passion of like a thousand burning suns. Uh, but other people have given it kind of like sevens and eights. So, and this one guy I saw, he's like, this is my favorite Dynasty Warriors ever. So, who knows? I have no idea. Like, apparently, in order to know whether you're going to like any particular Dynasty Warriors game, you're going to just have to play it. So, man, which sucks. I, feel like <laughs> I might end up playing this game. Well, it's it's only it's only seventeen bucks. Yeah, uh, I'll have to give you the site uh, off the air, but. Um, I don't even know if it's still running, but yeah, if you can, if you can find it, cause Koei Tecmo games don't go on sale that often, at least these mm. dynasty warriors ones. So, uh, we will see. Um, but yeah, moving right along. I also, uh, the steam sales going, uh, as of today. Oh yeah. Uh, so if you try to log into steam earlier today and couldn't get anything to happen, it was because the servers were melting because everybody was trying to log on, but, uh, that's fine now, but I picked up slay the spire which uh, I've been hearing a lot of stuff about over the past year. And uh, this is a little roguelike uh, deck building game. 
Still in early access, uh, but it's got some really, really cool ideas. Um, you have kind of um, kind of like an FTL node-based path through uh, these like several towers of the spire that you're trying to uh, make your way through. And uh, so each node will be like a, a monster encounter or a elite monster encounter or a campfire or a like a question mark thing, which could be kind of anything or a treasure chest. And so you kind of have to plot your way through. And as you move your way through the dungeon, you're kind of adding cards, you're picking up gold. Um, and uh, so it's not quite like, you know, creating your deck beforehand. You kind of create your deck as as you go through each run. Okay. Um, and uh, it's 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 really good. Like it's it's very fighty. Um, you're kind of trying to balance between a mana pool with attacks and defense, and then you've got some like just interesting skills and abilities. Like you can uh, get buffs and debuffs, and or, or you know use poison or or different kinds of things like that on your enemies. But yeah, just really, really cool ideas. And um, I think it's normally like 20 bucks or under. Um, and it's like, again, early access, but very, very, very fully featured already. I mean, I don't think like if they sold it kind of as is right now, I don't think anybody would be mad. So, um, that's awesome. yeah, it's that's a good game. So definitely worth checking out. And um, finally, was it, oh, go ahead. Was it hard? I was going to say, was it hard to pick up the system or is it pretty intuitive oh you know what i was kind of worried about that because uh i'd seen uh some youtube videos like of people playing it but they weren't explaining what they were doing and i was kind of lost yeah uh and when you jump into the game there's no tutorial you just start playing it uh, there's like three screens yeah. of like here's how it works and then go and play but it it really is very very simple uh to pick up like i i think i beat the like the first boss on like my third run. Um, so like you can, you can like, there's nothing like, I would say it's on a complexity level, similar to say hearthstone, maybe lower. Okay. Like it's, it's real, real easy to get your uh, head around. So, man, yeah, I, that sounds awesome. And I've been looking for another roguelike, so I might have to check. That I, out. I highly recommend uh slay the spire. It's, it's cool. Uh, so, and then finally, uh, like the only other major thing that I've been playing uh, is Forza Horizon 3 because I saw the trailer for 4 uh, and I was like, you know what? I haven't played a Forza <laughs> game in a long time and I think they had that on sale for 20 bucks or something. Um, so I picked that up. I'm really glad that I did because I, the, for, the last yeah. Forza I played was Motorsport 3 a long time ago. Oh, geez. So that yeah, it's, it's been like that was back when like pop top gear was sort of popular uh and that's been a long time um but uh oh man forza horizon 3 you've, have you is that one that you've played or yeah. yeah i uh i don't remember how i ended up with a copy of it oh i know why because i i like the idea of racing games and then i buy them and i'm like oh this is too hard but horizon is a pretty good medium yeah in the, in the middle there it's not too arcadey it's not too semi it's it's good you kind of have that you, you've got what's kind of cool about uh burnout paradise but it's a little bit more grown up like it's a little bit going over toward that like forza motorsport sort of model but not too much it's like mostly right. just pretty fun so 
so that's yeah that's been a blast i haven't gotten a whole like a huge way into it yet but i you know you go and race cars and um i like the drive guitar system i don't know what it's going to be like in four once they like everybody's going to be a real driver all the time that sounds like absolute bedlam to me but uh yeah that sounds like a <laughs> but but for three where you've got like it doesn't matter that it's not really them driving uh but yeah. you see your friends like driving certain cars like i was furious with my brother uh <laughs> because like really really early on in the game they have you do your first like off-road race like and uh and so they say here pick an suv you you, you can uh Pick one of these SUVs. You'll be able to drive around in these off-road things. So, you know, they give you your Forza kind of selection of five, uh, you know, pretty good uh, vehicles. But, like, you know, one of them was a BMW. And I was like, I'm not a douchebag. I'm not going to pick that yeah, right? thing. And then one of them <laughs> was a Lamborghini, you know, four by four. Ooh. And I was like, Ooh. I am not an incredible douchebag. So I, but I, what I what yeah. I got was the... the uh, um, the Range Rover. Uh, yeah. And I was like, cause that, this is going to be, or the Land Rover. And like it, this, uh, you know, it's a nice car stately, but it's going to, you know, be able to stand up to some of the abuse. Want to take this into the outback. So you get on the, uh, the actual race, of course, like three quarters of it is on hardball pavement. And my mm-hmm. dipshit brother ha- is out there in the Lamborghini. And I'm like, <laughs> well, how am I, <laughs> This doesn't. Yeah. This doesn't make any sense. This is not cool. Yeah. I can't keep it. So that. even though it wasn't him driving, I was still mad. And uh, oh, that's great. <laughs> so, Did you shoot him a text message? Oh yeah, that's, absolutely. It's All like right. what the hell? Awesome. You picked a Lamborghini in a four by four race, like an animal. What the hell's wrong? Did he win? Uh, he did. He did the first time. I think I went back and 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 wound up getting the um, first place thing later on or something. Right. Or I rewound it enough that I could uh, I could actually win. Oh yeah. So. Yeah. <laughs> just hit that rewind button so great like i wish more i mean i guess if every game had it it would be less of a challenge for people who really want to get into it but you don't have to use it yeah just forget it's there that's the cool thing too is that you can kind of have it as difficult or as easy as you want to like you can t- turn off like steer assist or braking assist or the line or whatever and so and um and you'll get like better rewards if you take the more challenging stuff but who wants to do that i'll just yeah, exactly. I'm just gonna drive around and drift like a maniac. You know this. Yeah. <laughs> so, I'm not trying to finish this game. Like I'll pick it up every once in a while and poke around with yeah. the Tesla and, and then turn it off. It's. Uh, I mean, and it's gorgeous. I mean, Forza games are always oh, yeah. just gorgeous. I mean, it hard, so hard. No reason really even to point that out at this point. But yeah, they're. Yeah. Right. They're, but it's it's really always impressive when it's seen. Yeah. Anyway, but that's just about it for me, man. And uh, I figure um, we should pretty much devote the rest of the store, uh, the show, to um, what you got to see at uh, at uh, at E3. Because I think um, you know, just uh, running down the list here, um, you know, a lot of the oxygen's been sucked up by the big ticket stuff, like you know, the, the your uh, the uh, Last of Us Part Two, the oh yeah. Know, the, yeah, the big announcements, the um, cyberpunk 2077 of course but mm-hmm. um but it looks like you got to see some stuff that uh, we didn't talk about at all and that i haven't really seen a whole lot of uh, coverage on just generally so uh so yeah what let's hear about let's hear about e3 
All right, it is story time. I was gonna like try to break it down day by day, but honestly, it was such a blur. I don't know if I can recall each day. Um, but I do know the first thing I saw while I was out there. Uh, so Monday was bad uh, badge pickup, but I was tired from the plane flight, so we skipped that. Went had Japanese barbecue, which nice. is amazing. If you never had it, do that. Yeah, so good. Um, so Tuesday we woke up early and so the person I went with and whose house I stayed at, he works in the game industry. He cuts trailers for video games. So let's say like, uh, let me not say a real company. Let's say like game company (laughs) goes Mm -hmm. to his studio and is like, Hey, we want to cut a trailer. This is our idea. Pitch us on what you think would look cool and blah, blah, blah. And then. They hook up, sign a contract, they make the trailer, and boom, you see it on E3. That was crazy. Side note, that was crazy because he's there were that's, so many conferences we were watching. He was like, oh, that's my trailer. Oh, that's my shot. Oh, I did amazing. that right there. And I'm like, dude, that's fucking nuts. You know, it's oh, just it's as so a good. side, uh, there's this guy that I know uh, just around here who uh, was over for dinner the other night. And uh, he was asking me what I was up to. And um, you know, I was talking about you know E3 and games and things. And he... He's not again not into games, but he is like he's a, a screenwriter, and um, mm-hmm. like loves movies. Just like a, and, but he said he had seen a, uh, can't remember what the trailer even or if he even mentioned what the trailer was for. But he was like, mm-hmm. it was for a video game, and they're like video game trailers look better than movie trailers now. It's like yeah, yeah. Man. yeah. <laughs> like, really, well, that's figure crazy. That shit out. My buddy, he went to school for film. And now he's using that in video game. Like he loves video games. Found something a niche, a niche that he can jump into. And now he's making trailers for like Ubisoft and whoever. Uh, yeah, I didn't say Ubisoft. Anyways, um, <laughs> but I don't know any secrets. I can say that he sure he's very good about not telling me anything, and I don't ask him because I don't want to jeopardize his job. So sure. And that all, all good is that super NDA, like, super yeah, NDA. lockdown. There's, there's like literally, there's, there's a game that has not come out, and it probably never will come out. That he cut a trailer for it that he can't even tell me about. He's like, I don't know. Like if it comes out, only our team worked on it, so they don't know who exactly who. They can like filter oh, down to see who. It yeah, was. it won't take long. I was to like, you're out of the leak was yeah. Exactly. I was like, all right, cool, man. I, I don't even want to know, man. Yeah. Don't even. We'll never talk about this again. <clears throat> but. That's a- yeah. I mentioned that because he knows people in the industry. So while I had an industry badge, I didn't have a press badge like I did back in the day. And mm-hmm. the press badge is a money badge because that allows you, I mean, if you want to be a dick, you can cut lines. It allow like, the developer is more opt to talk to you because they're like, oh, press, this dude's going to write about my shit. Let me chit-chat about my game versus industry, especially the one that I had. They were just like, Oh man, I love that. Uh, mm-hmm. You here to play the game? Oh, this is, and then they explain how to play a game. Like I don't know how to play fucking video games. It's super <laughs> weird. <laughs> so we go get our badges. Go through. His buddy calls me. He's like, "Hey, I'm at the Sony booth. What are you up to? Oh, we just got our badge. All right, come over here and play Spider Man." He gets off the phone. He's like, "Hey, you want to go play Spider Man?" I'm like, "Yeah. Why? Why would you ask me that? Of course I do. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> let's go." So there's this insane line 
and mind you, the way that they scheduled E3 this year, I think the first three hours was industry press only. Mm-hmm. So huge lines, like two and a half hour wait to go play like 10 minutes of Spider-Man. I don't, I'm not the guy who cuts people. I don't like cutting people. I don't like people cutting me. I, it's a, such a, it's only happened to me a couple times and I, I hate doing it. Yeah. Yeah. I just like, ah, but I really wanted to play Spider-Man. Yeah. So I just was like, you know what? I don't live here. Nobody knows me. I'm going to go. And so we cut the line, <clears throat> got filtered off to this like special area. Like it was closed off. They're like, all right, this level Nobody else is playing this. Only people in this room. I'm like, cool, which was a lie, but whatever. Um, so I got to play Spider-Man. And what I'll say is the combat is like uh, Batman, basically. Yeah, it looks it's like Arkham, Batman yeah. Arkham combat, but with Spider-Man flipping around and using the environment to take out his enemies. And the animation looks ridiculous. Like... I never paid attention to animations and video game characters because I, I just take it for granted at this point. Yeah. But they were doing shit with Spider-Man that I was like, holy crap. How did you like, how did they write a game engine to say, okay, if you're this close to this wall, jump off the wall, fly at the guy, whatever, whatever the situation is. Like it was, it was nuts. I, I can't. Um, yeah. It's either an engine, right? Or they have to make every single like, I, like, yeah. Uh, like it's got to be like something that like that like it's smart enough to know what it should look like and creates the animations or they just have to make right? every single one of thousands and thousands of animations and i don't know which like, is harder just just that situation just that thought experiment like that's why i love video games like that blows my mind I'm like how did you figure this out and it looked seamless as hell mm-hmm. um you know mike bethel but, did, so, he uh he did um thomas was alone some other games, a cool little indie developer, but he wrote this uh, cool blog post one time where he just he described video games as magic tricks, and I think that really yeah. works. So, hell yeah, like one hundred percent. So combat was awesome. Then for the last like literally five minutes, they were just like, "All right, go zip around the city," and that felt amazing. Like it looks everybody, great. yeah. Like you know, I think it was, was it Spider Man Two for the PlayStation Two. I think that's why everybody everybody's talks about like. Yeah, that's the one. Like, this is on par, if not better, because it looks better. But it, they nailed the mo- lo- locomotion in that game. So that is definitely on my list of... I don't know if I'm going to day one that one, but it's definitely getting played. Yeah. It was fun time. Yeah, I think that's high on everybody's... Li- I don't even know how much hype there was. Like, every- it's Spider-Man, so obviously there was hype. Yeah. But, I mean, I think everybody is significantly more excited about it now that they've seen, like... Oh my god, this looks incredible! And like, just the web, sl- yeah. the web slinging, is uh, is pretty great. So, exactly. Yeah, and the, the thing that I noticed at all the booths, well, I guess this is what you would do if you're showing your game. Every TV was a 4K. Mm-hmm. If it was on Xbox, it was running on the Xbox One X or a dev kit, which I'm assuming can push out 4K at this point. Oh, you'd have um, to, yeah. Yeah, most TVs were OLEDs, so everything just looked insane and it made me want a 4k tv real bad <laughs> yeah so that was like, <laughs> oh, so crap. much i was like i can't i can't even process how good this looks this looks ridiculous yeah um <clears throat> so that's not the only thing we did at sony 
Sony has an app that you have to download in order to book time for the different demos they have. Sure. You don't have a press badge. And that's hmm. so we downloaded that and there's a bunch of PlayStation VR games on there. And I was like, you know what? <clears throat> I have a PlayStation VR. I want to get excited about this device that I haven't touched in a while. So let's book some of those and knock those out. So uh, there's a game called Evasion for PlayStation VR. I don't know if it's coming out on anything else in the other VR headsets, but I played it on the PlayStation VR. And what it is, is basically short pitches as a sci-fi shooter in VR. Okay. You're a dude. Uh, I think there's four classes you can choose from. Uh, it uses the aim controller that a uh, gun peripheral for the virtual reality or uh, PlayStation VR. And you basically, uh, there's a stick on the back of the aim controller that allows you to move around. And of course, head tracking. So you can look left, look right look behind you. And the locomotion in that game is you can either have it be smooth, like you were moving in any other game, so you're just walking mm-hmm. forward with the uh, left stick, or you can do something that's called, oh, what the hell did they call it? It's basically like flashing. Like, you're like... Oh, you're kind of like uh, like, like, um, uh, like blinking like from... Warping? Yeah. Like yes. That, that yes. blink ability blink- in, um, in Dishonored. Yes, that's exactly what it felt like. You can't go, like, 10 feet. You're going like a foot at a time, but it makes okay. it so <clears throat> the movement is not that jarring. So that, I put it yeah. on that and it felt great. Like felt really good. And of course it's a shooter. So you have the gun controller in your hand and it's mapped. I don't know how the hell they did this. Now that I think about it, but it, it's one to one. So if you move it to the left, it moves to the left, to the right, blah, blah. It's tracking it perfectly. That's, and yeah. so, <clears throat> you're basically just fighting aliens, robots. The front of your gun has a shield on it, so large projectiles that are coming your way, you have to move the controller in front of it so it doesn't shoot you, kill you. Sure. And you're just sh- shooting bad guys, and it just felt it felt good. Like there's that's a, it's it's like a boss wave at the end. Like bosses come out, and you have to work with your team to take out the boss, and it's co-op, so you can play with somebody overseas who has a playstation vr so you can play it online it's really it was really good really good it sounds like the 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 vr dream of the future that uh that we're all hoping for yeah yeah i feel like there i mean granted i haven't played a lot of first person shooters in vr but i feel like that's the dream that people are chasing and this evasion game i'm definitely going to be taking a look at it when it comes out i think it comes out this year nice yeah, great, man. I, I mean, I don't have a PSVR, but I feel like, like the PSVR is a legit reason to get a PlayStation. Oh yeah, I think for sure. Uh, still, so um, just because I mean th- that's the easiest, that's the cheapest way into VR right now. Uh, yeah, it is. You get the system, you get the headset, and I don't have the biggest room. One day I'll have to take a picture of it, and it works perfectly fine in this room. And I know for a fact I can't do Oculus arrive in this room. They do, yeah. Uh, you need like a dedicated space for those. It seems like. Yeah. I mean, you. I think people work it out, you know, without that. But optimally, I mean, if you're going to get the most out of either of those things, you have to have like that that room scale set up. So. Oh yeah, exactly. Uh, 
and you know so eight hundred dollars laying around plus a computer yeah you got eight hundred bucks yeah, so. plus the bc machine to run all that shit yeah i do not. so i mean i have the machine i don't have the 800 not yet One no day. um just, well yeah i, I spent it all on steam space. apparently <laughs> yeah exactly oh god don't remind me um <laughs> so staying on the vr tip Actually, yeah, for the next two games, I'll talk about some, or the next three games, it'll be all VR so we can get that out the way. Sure. Um, another PlayStation VR title, uh, it's called Firewall Zero Hour. Okay. And basically, and this is what it felt like. I didn't get to talk to a dev on this one because I'm a lonely industry dude. I don't have a press badge. When you put on a headset, it feels like Siege, Rainbow Six Siege. And I say that because when you put on the headset, you look to the left, there's three guys next to you. You look across the way, there's four guys over there. They look like terrorists. We look like soldiers. And they quickly tell you, okay, you got to, this again is using the aim controller. uh, Yeah. And peripheral. So the guys were like telling you quickly, all right, this does this, this does this, this is a reload. All right, go. Not enough time to realize what was going on, but it had the same um, mechanic as evasion goes as far as moving. Sure. Use the left stick. You can either do the blink thing or you can walk smoothly and you are poking your head around corners, trying to take out the terrorists. They're shooting back at you. There's a lot of teamwork going on. Like, hey, there's somebody to the right of this hallway or, hey, I just do a frag grenade. Like that happened. Like it just happened. Like, I was with three other strangers, and, oh, sorry. We just started communicating, like, as if we were on a press conference, like, being super cheesy. Like, (laughs) cool, dude. It just happened. And I was like, that that's rare. Like, I don't know if there's pumping oxygen into the room or something. Where everybody's uh, just, okay, we're all here on the same page. We got to get this done. Oh, yeah, exactly. That's man. And so... I'm it looking at this great. too. Like, like it looks incredible. It felt so good. I don't know. I think that's the one. Uh, one of these are on the Unreal on the Unreal Engine. I can't remember which one, but Firewall Zero was fun as hell. Like <clears throat> I haven't had that much fun in VR in quite some time. So it came down to me and some other dude in virtual reality. He's running around the uh, house, and I'm looking for him, and I all I hear is. Turn around, it's behind you. So I whip my head around in real life. In the game, I see the guy. I, like, lean back, and I headshot this dude in the face. Boom, done. <laughs> Boof goes fucking nuts. They're like, oh, shit. And I was like, that just, that just happened. Never. Oh, oh it, felt, it felt good. I was like, was that a dev? Was that a dev let me do that? My buddy comes around the corner. He's like, no, that was me, man. I was like, oh, <laughs> That's Sorry, really, Sorry really cool. <clears throat> yeah, oh, well. so that fire, firewall zero hour, horrible name, but it's a pretty. That first hands on was it was great. It felt good. This is and it's weird, you know. It's one of those things. This is the first, literally the first time I've heard anything about it. Uh, right. But, I mean, I, again, I, I focus mostly on the PC stuff, but I mean, this looks. You're right. It looks just like. I mean, very, very reminiscent of Siege, which is good. Yep, yeah, because exactly. that game is intense as hell. So I, I'm looking forward to it. Like, I want, now I want a first-person shooter in VR. I never did. I want that controller, and I mm-hmm. want a first-person shooter. So come into a house near Jermaine and probably Christmas or something. <laughs> we'll see. Nice. 
I'll get the girls to buy it. I'm like, hey, daddy wants this VR game. Tell mommy. Yes, maybe. Uh, well, maybe by next Father's Day, you'll be uh, you'll be all set up. Right. That'd be awesome. Hopefully, it'll be out. And yeah, there you go. So Firewall Zero. I got it. Yeah, I'm gonna have to give that a look. So next, I went over uh, to the NDK. Was it Indicator Indie Booth? It was where they put all the indie developers at because I was like, these are our people. I need to find Jim in this in this this hidden oasis of gaming. <laughs> yes, <clears throat> I mean, so, so they kind of have an equivalent of PAX's indie mega booth. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly what it felt like. Okay. So of course, everybody over there is super nice, super yeah. like attentive. Hey, how are you doing? You want some water? I'm like. Oh man, no, I'm good. But I just wanted to come see some games. Um, there's a ton of games over there. I did not get a chance to see all of them. Some of them were card games. Some of them were mobile games. There was one VR game, and the only reason I stopped is because the guy. Oh, I can't remember his name. Oh my goodness. The game is called Drums of War. The developer was there, and he had, um, a like a four can drum set around his neck like if he was in a marching band and he was just beating the shit out of him like okay he was doing it well but he was just beating it like i was like okay let me see what this dude's about so hey welcome to drums of war uh this is a vr game and you can use drums to uh use drums and music to move and shoot at enemies and i'm like that sounds like a bad idea, but I'm in. Let's I don't go. Know. Yeah, yeah, I'm. Uh, you've got me interested. Yeah, right. So, <clears throat> put on the the Vive headset. He gave me the controllers. So when you're in this game, you are basically, I don't want to say a giant, but you're taller than the houses and buildings that you're looking at. Sure. So you probably are a giant. I guess that qualifies. I think. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. So. In any event, like you can see, it looks great. Is everything is rendered rendered well? I think it's still an alpha build of the game, but in front of you, you have those four drums: uh, two in the middle, one to the left, one to the right. The Vive controllers are represented as drumsticks in the game, and mm-hmm. then there's music playing. And like he didn't tell me shit; he just told me the premise of the game. I put on a headset, and I just instinctively started drumming to the beat so (laughs) the middle two are your left leg and right leg and then the outer two are your cannons that are attached to the drums that are shooting everything in front of you this sounds and amazing it's dude dude (laughs) this might have been this is up there for the the most fun i've had at e3 like as far as game playing goes yeah, because I'm sitting there. You can listen to the drums, and then like if you do it to the if you walk to the beat of the drum, it makes you run faster. Sure. Um, if you need to turn left, you just uh hit on the left middle drum. You just More. do the beat on that, and it'll do like okay. a little turn radius. So you're sure. basically a tank, and the drum yeah. is your controls. And then the left and right one, you're just knocking stuff out of the air, <laughs> or you're no. The left and right drums are you're knocking stuff on the ground. In order to shoot things in the air, you have to hold up your stick. Like so, I'm gonna try to explain this for the for everyone listening. You hold up your stick in your left hand. You take your right hand and rake it up as if you were like raking off, like if you were carving a stick with a knife. 
Okay. So okay. So when you're doing that, you're creating fireballs that shoot shit out of the sky. <laughs> this sounds so great. And while you, oh my god! So while you're doing it, the controllers are like vibrating to when you're hitting the drums to when you're shooting the fireballs. I would have played that game for the rest of the show because it was so good. But it, it was a demo, and it ended. Mm-hmm. He's like, "Oh man, you nobody picked it up that fast. You usually have to tell them how to move around." I was like, "Dude, I was like, when 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 is this coming out?" He's this like, "Oh, it's still world. in early. It's still yeah. alpha." I was like, "Oh my god!" I was like, "Man, I was like, you got a card like or anything like you got a website?" He's like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah." And I'm like, "Dude, this is awesome!" Like, I I, I did pull it up. Yeah, if you want to, it's well. There's a they they do have a uh, did it the game website is at uh, invrse.com inverse reality, mm-hmm. uh, but there's not much. No, they, oh, okay, no. wait, maybe they do have a little bit here. They, yeah, so um, yeah, there's not I a hell hope. of a lot. Uh, there's not a hell of a lot to look here at, at here yet, but uh, I'm sure. Oh no, I just hope he. I hope he left. E uh E three like invigorized and like ready to go finish this game because it's something special. I, yeah, I kind of want to check this out. So this was you said that you played this on um the Rift, or rather the uh, uh, uh Vive. Yeah, it was on the Vive. Okay. Yeah, man. So I don't know if it's coming out for anything else. And I I want to say he had a Steam build, and but maybe I made that up. But I'll have to check. Uh, but yeah, it was it was real fun. That's that's uh, it looks like it came out of a game jam too. Like they had a global oh, really? game jam uh, like last year and uh, that's where they came that's up with this so idea. Good. So that's amazing. Uh like like that is something okay, granted, yeah, you can do that in real life. You can go buy a drum peripheral, but who the hell wants to put that in their house? Like true. Yeah. I mean ever since uh, I mean I feel like uh uh Donkey Konga um uh, probably uh, mm, yep. was the uh the, the high water mark for that exactly <laughs> oh it was so good that guy and he was super nice super sweet guy so that's great i hope all the best i'm gonna keep an eye on that guy i forgot his name but i have his business card around here somewhere and i will find it and shoot that dude an email um so the <clears throat> last so vr thing yeah. i played uh and this it's out for one of the VR systems. I don't remember which one, but at the show they announced it for PlayStation VR, which is where I'm going to buy it day one. Mm-hmm. That game is called Beat Saber. Beat Saber, okay. Oh my god. It's it's a music rhythm game where you basically have lightsabers and the track is coming to you from the front going by you and there's arrows on the boxes that are coming. And you have to hit the boxes with your lightsaber in the tune of the beat. Um, okay. Depending on which direction the arrow is going. So it's all, it sounds like if you're you almost doing like conducting, like orchestra conducting motions. Except for, yeah, except for you're like destroying boxes while you're doing it. It's, nice. Yeah. It's, it's, so I don't know what, it, I think I, I think I was trying to wrap my head around why this game feels so good. And I think it's a combination of the music, which was all... Um, I think it was all in house. It wasn't like like tracks that you can buy from iTunes. I think mm. it was something they made specifically for this game. So I think sure. it was the music and the fill of the controllers because when you're swinging and you're on beat, you get into this zen like 
mindset where you're just moving like you know what's going to come next and it just surprisingly that's what's coming next on the screen that you're looking at it just and then the controller has a satisfying vibration when you hit the box it was just so good that's really see then that's i feel like that's the vr's obviously kind of bleeding edge tech but the we've had you know um you know vibration feedback controls and stuff like that for a long time but I feel like we're mm-hmm. just kind of getting to the point where that's becoming like really like refined. Yeah. Like, and I think Nintendo with their HD rumble knew this mm-hmm. and they were like, let's actually do something with this. And I think they, I think that tech, if they didn't pat, I'm sure they patented it, but I think that's going to be a big role in VR and AR in the future. It's just another sense of feedback to have you immersed into the game. Yeah, I mean, like you said, with the drums of war, you know, you're feeling some, you know, kickback that makes sense when you hit the drums. I mean, and that's so crucial to make you like, because it just feels wrong if you're going to like, you know, wave your hands around and it it looks like you're hitting the drum, but you don't feel anything like there there needs to be something. And uh, yeah, but I mean, another thing they do that really well with is the Xbox One controller and Forza. Uh, where you get this, you know, feedback, like it'll kind of fight you on the brakes if you're, you know, braking oh, yeah. really hard. I mean, so like, yeah. that's like kind of new. Uh, the triggers yeah, are actually activated. Like when, like if you start, if you jump off the uh, starting line uh, and hit uh-huh. the gas, like you can kind of feel the uh, tires kick and the acceleration uh, trigger. It's exactly. so cool, but uh, that's going to be such a big deal for VR. So I'm, I'm really glad to hear oh, yeah. that they're getting that uh, kind of nailed. Yeah, it's like a little small thing, but when you get it right, mm. like you, that's even you feel more immersed into whatever game that you're playing. Yeah, it's one of those little things that, like, if it's off, it can kind of screw things up. But oh, if yeah. it's if it's right, it's like there. There's another uh, little tiny piece of tech that they worked on in the last gen, I think, or maybe in the 360 gen, uh, where like if your character, like in playing like a Saints Row, uh, third person character game, right, uh, where you'd stop and your character would be standing on like two pieces of uneven terrain, like stairs or a curb. And mm-hmm. there, there were some games where like your character would kind of have their foot up a little bit so that they'd be standing on the curb. Oh, yeah. And like, it's just such a little detail, but, yep. but seeing that, like once you just notice it, it's like, Oh man, it's like, he's really yep. standing there, you know? Like, so, exactly. and uh, <laughs> it doesn't look, it's just this extra I don't, and it must have been just so much work to get that to actually function, but man, it just—it's—it's it's this little—it's those little polished details that make something just pop so much more. So, anyway, yeah, it's awesome. That was down a rabbit hole, but uh, yeah, so good hey, VR man, stuff, man. We're, about here. we're all about the <laughs> rabbit holes. Uh, so that's that's it for VR land, I think. Let me think. Yeah, that's all I played in VR. Okay. Fun times. VR is still here. It wasn't like main presence at the conference, but there's still a lot of VR games out there. That is cool. And I, we've talked on this show uh, about like, man, you know, they got to get this shit together or VR is going to die on the vine. But it sounds as if there's exactly. some stuff coming down the pipe that's going to keep that thing alive for uh, quite some time. So, yeah, they're just like, just wait, guys, we're coming. We just got to get some funding. Wait. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, um, so next game on the list. And this will be brief because, oh, it probably won't be brief. Let's see. A little backstory. I played Kingdom Hearts 1. Mm-hmm. I beat it. Okay. I played Kingdom Hearts 2, did not finish it. 
I tried to play one of the DS games and was completely lost. And then I just gave up all hope on Kingdom Hearts because they kept delaying Kingdom Hearts 3. And I was like, you know what? That'd be cool to play with in front of the girls. But I don't really care anymore. So So that's where that ended up. Unfortunately. Well, fortunately, it depends on how you see it. Uh, Again, my buddy knows somebody at uh, Square Enix, and he was like, hey, do you want to go play Kingdom Hearts? And I was like, no. Mm, yeah, sure. Why not? Let's go I, do it. So, I got to play Kingdom Hearts 3 on an journalism. Xbox One X. Okay. Yeah, for journalism. For podcast land. Yeah. Um. So, Kingdom Hearts 3, Xbox One X. First time this game has been on an Xbox platform. And it looked insanely good. It, like, visually... It just, I, I wouldn't say it looked like Pixar, but it, the colors, the animations, everything just popped in 4K. Like, mm-hmm. it just kind of melted my brain a little bit. Gameplay-wise, it's just like, it felt like Kingdom Hearts 1. Okay. From what I remember. So, they didn't, I don't, I like I said, it's been a while since I've touched the Kingdom Hearts game. It looks like the combat is pretty much the same. Um, they had some scalability as far as the bosses go. I forgot the name of the thing that I was fighting, but it was pretty big. You're pretty small. It looked it looked amazing, and that's probably the best thing I could say about that. Is just looked awesome. I mean, I think that's um, kind of the whole. I don't know. I mean, I'm somebody who just has no understand. Like Kingdom Hearts, just if you've seen Westworld, uh, you know mm-hmm. how like when mm-hmm. the androids see um, like plans that they're not supposed to know about, like. <laughs> like and they have to say like yes. that doesn't look like anything to me. That's how I feel yes. when I see Kingdom Hearts. Like it's just that is a great, great so, analogy. But I get that people are super <laughs> stoked about it. and I think that's awesome. So oh yeah, but, uh, yeah. So you know, I'm glad that they're finally getting the third Kingdom Hearts game. Exactly. After, I I know that what two point five and two point eight and yeah. like whatever. Hey hey, we're making a two point eight. Just chill and wait. Yeah. What the? Um, I don't know. That numbering scheme is weird. But yeah, it like. I played it because it was a new game and I was asked to. So I was like, you know what? Fuck it. Yeah, yeah. No, there's a lot Um, of interest around that. And the fan base could not be more passionate. I mean, so there's definitely a lot of people who care a lot about Kingdom Hearts 3. So cool. Um, So, yeah, that was fun. Uh, Next game, I don't know where to go next. Like, I'm going to give you the choice. You see the numbers. You just tell me the number and we'll start talking about that one. Uh, you know, uh, speaking of passionate fan bases, uh, let's hear about Smash Brothers Ultimate. Holy crap. All right. So, again, preference. I do not know how to play Smash at all. I mean, okay, I know how to play it. I don't know how to be competitive at it. Like, I enjoy Smash. I like picking characters and just tooling around with buddies who don't know how to play the game like me. That's just fun. Yeah. Unfortunately, I played against somebody who knows how to play Smash. <laughs> okay. What one of these evil um, cats. I I he could have been. I don't know. He was really damn good. Um so I got to play Smash. I got to play two rounds of Smash Brothers on not the main stage at E3. Like they had a little Nintendo's area had like a higher level where they were having a real tournament. I was on the lower part where it was like, ah, just come play the game. It's cute. The hoi polloi. Yeah. Uh, exactly. Like the peons and whatnot. 
Um, so the thing that got me hyped is they added Ripley to the lineup. Yes. Uh, Ripley being a Metroid character, I was stoked. So that's the first person I played with. It was fun. Um, I, I don't have any comparison as far as who Ripley plays like. But yeah. uh, did I say Ripley or Ridley? It's Ridley. Ridley. Rip- I, I always get those two yeah. uh, mixed up too. Ripley yeah. from uh, Alien. I almost course, got flamed. Yeah. <laughs> we had, Ridley, yeah. we had hateful listeners. They would be like, what the fuck? You don't know shit about Metroid. Yeah. I do. Oh man. I do. Yeah. And all our listeners are great. So we have, we have delightful listeners. So, uh, so yeah, not gonna Ridley, uh, it was fun. Uh, it was crazy. I don't know how they're going to render the character select screen on the switch when it's undocked because that's a lot of characters to choose from. Yeah. Cause it's every character that's ever been in smash ever. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, which and I understand is pretty exciting. It, it seems so like the people who were there to play that game were super stoked. And I, I vibed off of their excitement. I was like, yeah, we're going to play smash. And then as soon as I got in there, I was like, oh, yeah, I suck at this game. <laughs> so I think I still might pick it up because I know there's going to be enough people playing online. And I think it's kitty enough. I think the girls will get a kick out of it. Yeah. Oh, that's so, one of the cool think, things about it, too, is it's like kind of got a low barrier to entry. So I feel like Smash yeah. is like you can be really good at it and freakishly good at it. But you yep. you can have a lot of fun without doing that. So I think that's kind of yeah, yeah. sort of the appeal of Dynasty Warriors too. So exactly. Yeah. Uh, so I think I might uh, I think I might try to not become pro, but be just at least get good. Yeah, do that kind of like Ryu training um, with uh, yeah, exactly. Like, there's like these like guides you can look up online if you want to try to like learn fighting games, which I tried to do a couple years ago. Uh, didn't How'd stick that with that. Not okay. uh, not good. <laughs> no, that did not go well. <laughs> But uh, I did read a lot of a guide on how to, like, here's your basic, like, these are the exercises that you have to do every day to get good at Ryu. And I was like, oh, man, this is a whole lifestyle. Yeah, that sounds like a lot of work. So I stuck with that for a week and decided, this sucks. I'm not going to do this. I think I'm going to play other games. (laughs) Fighting games are just not going to be my thing. But uh, I hear you. uh, But, yeah, no, no, uh, not to knock uh, fighting games at all, but, uh, you know, coming to them late in life, I mean, in your thirties might not be the best plan. Yeah. So, uh, no, yeah. you got to have some twitchy fingers for yeah. that. Shit. Stick with the card games, old man. You're not going to be. <laughs> <laughs> oh yes. This is nice and slow pace. This is great. Uh, um, one, one of the funniest things that I saw is kind of like a follow up to the smash, um, you know, presentation that Nintendo did with the Treehouse thing, uh, was there was actually a headline in the, uh, Washington post, I mm-hmm. saw this on Twitter because their official account tweeted the link to the story, which was amazing oh. to read. But it was like Nintendo. What was it? Waluigi was disrespected and humiliated by Nintendo. Wow. Because he was not included in Smash. Wow. They really said that? In the Washington Post. Yes. That was the oh headline gosh. of the story. And it was amazing that to is, read. That is pretty good. That they, is pretty, and also they wrote the story like completely straight faced too. It was great. That is awesome. So then the next day, Deadspin ran ran a story, and the headline for that was Counterpoint, fuck Waluigi. Yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> so just, yes. That's the greatest. Oh, that's so good. So I've never been happier so about uh, like a you know oh. spin off Nintendo character. 
Oh, that's so good. Because, yeah, fuck Waluigi. He's the worst. He is. Yeah. Like, they kind of just, like, it, it was a whole column just slagging Waluigi for being a dumb marketing stunt. Oh. And, like, this, like, this, the worst character that's ever been created. And, I need to go read yeah, that article. That we should probably amazing. link this in the show notes, but I thought those were really mm-hmm, great. Mm-hmm. So. Holy crap. So. Cool. So, yeah, that was my Smash Brothers time. I, I'm glad I got to play it. They were also giving away this, like, it was literally the, the Smash Brothers symbol, which if you would ask me to point out the Smash Brothers symbols in real life, I'd be like, I don't know. It's really not that very distinctive, it. isn't it? It's like that circle with the yeah, cr- it's a cross. circle yeah. with, like, a cross in it. So Off-centered, they give yeah. us this pin, and I'm like, well, what the fuck am I going to do with this? And I was walking by, and this kid was like, he was freaking out. He's like, oh, this game looks good. I wish I could play it. And I was like, hey, do you like Smash? He's like, oh, I love it. It's so good. He was probably like 16, 17. Yeah. And I was like, well, I suck at it. So here, you can have this. And I gave him the pin. And I thought this kid was going to lose his shit. He was like, oh, my God. Thank you so much. I was like, yeah, man. It's just a pin. Chill. <laughs> like, yeah, that's it's yours now. Great. I was oh. like, what the hell? And then I turned to find out that the pin was going for like 50 bucks on eBay. Not that I would have sold it. Yeah. But. I was like, wow, the Smash community does not They're, fuck around. Nope, they are a passionate bunch, too. Yeah. For sure. Which, I get it. Like, as long as that passion stays positive, I'm all for it. Yeah. Um, Like, I don't want them yelling at, oh, who the fuck let this Bayonetta woman in? Like, come on. Come on. Yeah. Stop. Yeah. <laughs> that would be... Um, yeah. I don't know. I'm, yeah. I, like, is so, toxicity a thing with Nintendo as much... I, I I can't you know I can't I can't think of any. I mean, we, which is a good thing. Yeah, although they kind of like make it really difficult to communicate in your, in their games, so that really helps. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah. Um, speaking of fighting games, because I guess Smash is considered a fighting game. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, I played Soul Calibur Six. Yes. It just it just felt good. A. Yeah. It looked amazing. I only got to play literally one match. I couldn't even play a full round. Oh. Um, I lost. But whatever. Nobody's keeping score or anything. But uh, it was fun. Like, it made me realize, made me remember that I enjoy Soul Calibur. And I think the last one that I played for real might have been four. That might be the same that's when they, for me. I don't know. I might have played. It was three or four for me. I can't remember which. I remember three. I think three was like PlayStation three only or something. Okay, well, I played this one on Xbox, so on three sixty. And I think so, maybe four. Do you remember which special character I had? Did have Yoda? Absolutely not. Oh no! (laughs) Yeah, I have no clue. Uh, (laughs) Yep. Do not know. That's fair. Yeah. Uh, I played again. My fighting game. uh, The time that I've spent with fighting games, it's not uh, not really very notable. Gotcha, yeah. gotcha. Um, but so yeah, it plays it plays great from from the match that I had. I was doing stuff that I used to do in the old games, so that's always fun. Um, apparently, they have like super moves now, and I think there's an armor break ability, a bunch of stuff that I didn't get the chance to do because they were like, "All right, you can play real quick, but we're shutting down." I'm like, "All right, all right, yeah. all right, got it." I like that they. But Soul Calibur is a game that exists that you can play, and I played it. Yep, there's uh, there's very large breasts in it, and also Geralt of Rivia from yep. The Witcher is in it. Yeah, I really want to play. I really want to play with him, but nah, 
didn't get a chance to. Oh well. I you know what I thought the when I first heard that when the news kind of came out they they kind of announced that uh, earlier this year. I was like that's dumb. But then I saw that's what I said. I saw footage of <laughs> him actually like the of the uh the move set and like you know mm-hmm. in game mm-hmm. and I was like this actually kind of looks like the Witcher. I mean, this is really cool. Yeah. So that's neat. I I did the exact same thing. I was like this is real du- oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> you guys nailed it. Fine. Cool. Legit. Cool. That's <laughs> Uh, so cool. Um, so that's Soul Calibur. That's uh, that's coming. Uh, next game. I didn't play this game, but I'm gonna mention it because I am a huge Trials fan. Oh yeah, Trials Rising mm-hmm. is the next game in the series. It's coming out February 2019, I believe. That'll be the month where I do nothing but play Trials for like the entirety of the month, and then it's gonna be a busy month because I'm frustrated. Everybody yeah, basically uh, set their like they. <laughs> Uh, Red Dead Redemption 2 announced a release yep. date, and everybody was like, okay, we're waiting until February. So everything's hey, coming out. Go to 2019, yep, guys. Everything's coming out February 22nd. Like, The Division 2 is yeah. coming out that day. Uh, just tons of other stuff. Oh, my yeah, God. So. That's going to be ridiculous. Uh, uh, but, yeah, Trials but, uh, Rising, man. I, I I saw the trailer, I think, at the EA or the Microsoft uh, show. Uh, yep. But, yeah, what did... Um, I guess you saw the same thing, because you didn't get a chance to have it. Yeah, I saw, I saw the trailer. Um, their booth was pretty cool because they had a bike a mm. dirt bike that you can actually take pictures of and then they green screen and some crazy stuff behind it nice um that line like one thing i will say the line for every game at e3 was insanely long like people were waiting two or three hours yeah to play like 10 15 minutes of a game which i get but i can't do it <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> like I don't have the patience for it anymore. I was like, you know what? I'll wait. I'll wait. Yeah. Um It was cool. I was I was almost I was tempted to wait in the line for trials just because I'm good enough that I would have like it doesn't matter what trials game unless they totally change the physics engine, I can do hard with like little to no problem. Like that's nice. So I just wanted to play around just to see, but I was like, you know what? I don't want to wait an hour to do that. So, what's the multiplayer on I, that too? Like twelve people? Oh yeah, that doesn't like, even make sense to me. It's enormous. So, and then they had a they have another feature where two players can play with one bike. Okay, that sounds silly. Yeah, right. I'll like, do that once and be like, oh yeah, this is okay, too frustrating. Yeah. Well, <laughs> you suck or I suck. That's, Let's not do this. Anymore. That sounds almost like a uh, co-op or uh, yes, whatever. exactly. Like, yeah, so I don't know if that's quite as much fun, but but man, like just no. like what was it? Like all the the like they really are kind of leaning into the okay. Here's how your your rider is going to die. Like waffle irons yes. and gigantic, you know, yes. like acme anvils coming down and like smashing oh. people. Yeah, so trials. They're jumping into the silly hard, and I'm all about. Oh, that's it. that's fine. Yeah. So, so trials, yeah, I'm I'm stoked for that too. I, I mean, I'm probably going to kind of forget about it and then uh, run into it like after I come up for air from the division two. But uh, oh yeah, um, but yeah, that, that'll be on the radar for sure. Um, uh, yeah, next, so, yeah, I will say the next game I played it. So I didn't mention this at the top, and I don't know if many people knew it, but this year was a little different as far as all the companies that usually go to E3 um, happens. EA had their own 
a setup called EA Play. They weren't even at E3. They yeah. were, I believe someone said they were like 20 minutes away. So Which, most okay. of, like, what are you doing? I mean, yeah. it was, again, it was mostly for the fans. So I can see that was probably a smart move on them. But I, I wasn't about to take an Uber to go find out. Mm-hmm. And I really wanted to play Battlefield because of all the trailers they've shown so far, like, I'm not really a Battlefield guy, but they all interested me. And Battlefield 1 was a surprise hit to me because I really liked that format that they had as far as the little stories and single me player. Too. There was like oh, 12 yeah. of them or something. Those war stories I thought were great. Yep, I thought. And they got, so to, good. they got to tell so much more about you know the the conflict right like you, you jump exactly. from like gallipoli to the alps to you know yep. uh, to uh the uh like skies over england i mean it was nuts so mm-hmm. yeah i thought that was great and i'm glad that they're doing that again for yes for world war ii because i mean again exactly like, you know, do we really have to do the normandy invasion again and i've played you know no, 17 games not. that have done that so yeah we're good on that yeah um everybody's done so the i was like all right cool. thing. yeah so yeah yeah I was like, let's let's go find... So, EA had their own shit. So, I was like, I guess I'm not going to play Battlefield. But, Microsoft also was not on the E3 floor. They were literally a two-minute walk away in the... I think it's called the LA Live. And I'm pretty sure they own LA Live. It's like a okay. concert hall or something of that nature. Mm-hmm. So, they set up shop in there. And they had Sea of Thieves... Uh, I think Unravel 2 was there. Oh, my God. Whatever else they were showing. I can't. Oh, mm-hmm. Forza was there. But wow. They also had a massive setup for Battlefield 5. And I want to say, yeah, Battlefield. Good. That's okay. So you did. Did you get a chance to have some hands on time with it? Oh, yeah. Okay. So I got to play a silly amount of it because there was a demo. It was a multiplayer match. And I don't know what their cap is, but it was full multiplayer match against everybody that was around you um they set it up so two people sat in front of you and you basically stood on risers behind them and that four group what that was your squad in the game that's cool so i was like that was smart i like the way they set this up um so you were doing objective based stuff in multiplayer uh communicating uh things you do in battlefield the thing that surprised me was I usually I don't know what it was about Battlefield movement. It just always felt off to me a little bit. Um, it's definitely they, different. Whatever, yeah. whatever it was, they fixed it in this one. Like okay, I I forgot I was playing Battlefield. I was like, this feels really good. Like moving, shooting, pulling up iron sights, and throwing grenades, jumping into vehicles. All that just felt fluid for lack of a better word. Sure. Because like it does feel a little syrupy, I feel, in Battlefield 1. Yeah. It's like uh, you're wading through molasses or something. Yeah. So, and I know uh, just from some of the press stuff that they've sent out, um, like, you're gonna, you have a lot more moves that you can do now. Like, you can roll mm-hmm. on the ground. Yes. And you can, like, back up, like, while you're you know, aiming down sights from prone. Like, I mean, yep. so there's all kinds of stuff that you can do that you couldn't before. I guess you can drag people out of like if they go down, you could drag somebody out of the, like, uh, you know, firefight before reviving yep. them. So exactly, that sounds like all that felt awesome. That's really the cool. of course, this goes without saying. That game looks amazing. Like it's a dice 
like at this point anything dice touches i think looks pretty damn good um they try to keep i don't know yeah the frostbite engine is amazing when it's do it when it's powering a shooter i feel yes like, they're yes. trying to they've they've had it you know a couple games uh that haven't been shooters use frostbite i don't know if that's been quite as successful but when they do their like this is a dice core game it's gonna look phenomenal it looks so, so good and i mean whatever else you might say that, about battlefront man those games look good oh yeah. hell yeah so, yeah again like yeah the loot box whatever whatever that game looks amazing yeah, so. but five. Um, yeah, do you feel like it's um like a big jump from one because one looks really good too? I feel still. I I do. I think this one feels more dense as far as like the background goes and the the environments themselves, like character models, whatever. But the environments themselves look more detailed, mm-hmm. like look more full of stuff. Like somebody actually lived there. Um. Another cool thing, I was uh, I was on top of a building trying to snipe. I can't snipe in that game yet, but I was trying to. And I saw this tank roll up, and I'm like, well, this is going to suck. Instead of shooting the building down, he basically ran through the first floor, and the building starts collapsing. Oh, my God. I was like, uh, <laughs> what? This is great. What? Okay. And then that that encounter pretty much sold me. I think it, that combined with the storytelling, the way that they do their single player, I think I might do that one day one as well. If I'm not playing anything else at the time. Yeah. Well, I guess we're not getting a new Titanfall this year, so. Uh, oh, my gosh. So. Dude, there was two things that I wanted out of E3. One was any mention at all of Metroid. Mm. Which kind of happened with Smash Brothers, but I should have said Metroid 4 yeah. didn't happen. That hurt. And the second thing was Titanfall. Uh, well. Oh, my gosh. I guess I guess Respawn's it's, working on a new Star Wars game now, so who yeah, knows? So, apparently. Uh, yeah. Well, <laughs> maybe we'll... I really do hope we do see a new Titanfall at some point, though. I just feel like they've been robbed marketing-wise. Like they, you know, yes. Both games have gotten launched right between... Uh, like right uh, across from Battlefield and uh, Call of yep. Duty every year, so uh, exactly. they haven't really had a chance. But anyway, the the I ended up uh, playing Titanfall two at my buddy's house. I don't know why randomly we just do that on, and I was like, oh yeah, this game's amazing. So then I instantly <laughs> bought it on PC because yeah, it's so game's good. good as hell, and it's like seven dollars yeah. or something like that. Now. You yeah, get it for super. That's cheap. the crazy thing. I was like, this game's seven bucks. Yeah, I'll buy a copy of this. Thank yeah. you. Or the a game gym. is good as hell. And yeah, it's got a surprise, like one of my favorite like single player shooter campaigns I've ever played. So yep. yeah, super good. Exactly. Uh, um, yeah. So that's this is the last game. Yeah, the big uh, wrap up. I didn't think this was going to happen. I didn't want it to happen. It was kind of a surprise. And I'll take you from the start of the story. I played Resident Evil 2, whatever the hell it's called. The, remastered the remake remake yeah um so before i get to the game again best buddy was like hey you want to go play resident evil 2 and i was like hell no i'm good <laughs> he was like <laughs> okay he's like why not i was like dude you know i don't like scary games man why are you asking me that i don't know no i'm good he's like it's not even that scary i was like they remade 
a game that people were terrified. I mean, not terrified, but I mean, people it, were legit scared of that it's game. It's a legit spooky game, I think. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, no, hell no. I'm good. I saw Resident Evil 7. I know what they're capable of. Not happening. <laughs> yeah. So he dragged me to the booth. Of course, his buddy comes out. She's like, oh, hey, you guys want to play Resident Evil? Yeah. All right. You got to go through the maze. And I was like, mm, this sounds like a bad idea. So they built out the precinct from Resident Evil 2 for their booth. Okay. And so they give you a fucking flashlight and say, go through the door. And it's pitch black. And I'm like, this is a nightmare. This is not cool. I was like, (laughs) hey, hey, man. Hey, if I scream, don't judge me. I don't care. (laughs) It's going to happen. And so I let him go first. I'm not. Than that that's so I feel like a solid through. strategy yeah <laughs> yeah right that's that's what you do let your buddies get eaten first and you run yeah um so we go through we'll walk walk around one corner nothing it's just like blood smeared on the wall it's just disturbing i'm like ah, ugh. We walk around another corner we see a dead body on the ground but it was a mannequin and I, okay. I checked. I was like, if that's a person, and they get up, this is a game over for everybody in this room. <laughs> like, I have a flashlight die. and someone's going to get hit. Exactly. Yeah. And I was like, all right, cool. So I'm looking at I'm like studying that one. I'm like, all right, cool. My buddy goes ahead, and the zombie lets him go. So my plan did not work. So I walk around the corner. I was like, hey, man, where you? <gasps> zombie jumps around the corner, screaming his head off, uh. face looking like a zombie. I mean, it was a good two-second, like, jump. And I was like, no, okay, okay, you got me. You got yeah. me, good job. Oh, man, dirty trick. And then, yeah, and then, the first then they say, go play Resident Evil 2. So. Yeah, nerves frayed already, sure. Already. That game was creepy. Yeah. It looks, it looks, it's basically Resident Evil 4, but Resident Evil 2. Controls like Resident Evil 4, but with the aesthetic of Resident Evil 2. That sounds actually rad, um, because 4 it, yes. has like kind of that best control scheme, I think, of any of the exactly. Resident Evils. Yeah. Um, just like any other Resident Evil, your ammo is limited, so while I was in there trying to kill zombies, I ran out of bullets, started freaking out, and they're like, you have a melee, and I'm like, oh, okay. So, it, it, plays, it plays great, and the atmosphere... It's still creepy, and I think that game's going to sell well whenever... I think it's coming on, I want to say January, but I'm not sure. Uh, I, you know what? I do not know off the top of my head either, but that sounds right, I think. I'm considering purchasing that game, because I think that would be a good Scared Cryptless series. To play a game that everybody else has played that I haven't, that's kind of terrifying... Um, I might I might make that happen. I don't know yet. Uh, but it was good. It looked great. It does look great. Um, yeah. just from the I mean, I just only got to see the trailer, of course. But uh, uh which at first because they they introduce it from the perspective of uh th- like a rat in the storeroom. So mm, I was like, oh man, mm-hmm. they made pizza rat the game. It's gonna be great. <laughs> but uh, no, turns out not. But you were right. Also, January twenty fifth, uh, next year. Oh wow, that yeah, you okay, that cool. Bang on nice yeah it, it does um, look good though yep so and man oh like some of those headshots yeah yes meaty yeah yeah wet it's so ugh 
<laughs> like, I don't know. If I I say I want to play it, but I don't know. I keep thinking like there was some. There was a moment. I don't even remember what I was supposed to be doing. Like, oh, it's like, hey, look at the desk to get a code to open a door or some shit. And a zombie just like burst through the window, and I was just like, <gasps> "Are you okay? Yeah, I'm good. Don't, don't judge me. I'm good." Um, it just got me, and I was like, "That wasn't like." And once they're out, it's like, "All right, here's a zombie," but it came out of nowhere. And I'm like, "This game is full of that shit." I don't know if I'm, gonna, I don't know. Mm. Yeah, I no, I'm not gonna do it. Fuck that. It's, yeah, good. I might go in the um. Personally, I may go in the dying light two direction. Uh, when it mm. comes to the zombie mm. game this, for this next round, but um, yeah, man, yeah, I, I think we talked about this last week, but man, they got uh, Chris Avalon to uh, do the story on that. Oh shit! Oh yeah, that's which right. is like yeah. I mean, the one thing that people had a problem with with the first Dying Light was that yeah, the story's kind of shit, isn't it? And uh, yeah, it sort of was. So they went and hired like the best video game story guy. Exactly. It's like, well, now you can't complain about that. So yeah, like, what's your problem now? Oh, you love it? Yeah, we thought so. Yeah, so I'm. So, but um, yeah, Resident Evil Two. I mean, if it wasn't for Dying Light Two, I think I'd probably be yeah. interested to check that out. But exactly, we will see. But uh, that was. Those are all the games I got my hands on. Um, the show itself, like I said, the first three hours were for industry folk. That was great because you can actually walk around and it wasn't like 80 degrees in that uh, that space. But as soon as they let the uh, public in, mm-hmm. it just got instantly crowded. Um, it got really hot. And that's about the time we were like, all right, we good? Are we leaving? Because he was there doing like real work. I was there more of a, ooh, let me touch that. Ooh, that looks cool. Um <laughs> That's if I had to rate the best booth at E3, mm-hmm. I think it would be Fortnite. Oh. Because they basically made the game into their booth, and it looked pretty amazing. Well, they uh, made $396 million in April. In so, April? In April. Uh, okay. So they yep. have yep. some money lying around. <laughs> yep. Uh, yes, that makes sense. They had a entire uh, bus. The bus from the game was Jeez. there, and I was like, "That seems expensive." But yeah, three. Yeah, yeah. nothing. Yep, everything's wow. just jump changed to him now. So, dude, it's, it's I can't even. Oh, that's that's insane. I just the game just blew up. Real weird that Epic. I mean, I you know Epic's been doing great stuff for a long time, but like you know, they've kind of been a smaller outfit. Uh, yeah. And now they are making more money than anybody in the entire industry, so it's crazy. Like this is the most money they've made ever, right? Like I on think a so. title. I feel like this is like, the most money far. anybody's ever made. <laughs> well, maybe yeah, with the exception of maybe like GTA Five, but like uh, I and even that, but you're there. Like they're on them the, a run for them. Oh money. sure. I mean, at this point, like they're they've been out for less than a year. Uh, so like, that's crazy. Yeah, it's it's real nuts. So yeah. I'm, oh my god. But they've got money to put into uh, show booths, that's for sure. Yeah, so, for sure. Um, but it, what um, was the overall, I like, um, I was going to ask just a, what, what was the, the tone? Like, I, it sounded like, you know, just from the little snippets that you've, you've kind of related, people were pretty excited to be there. The It seemed like there was a pretty, I mean, good attitude overall. I mean, was that oh, yeah. pretty much the, the case? Yeah, everybody it felt there was a, 
a sense of excitement mm-hmm. that I wasn't sure was going to be there, but it was interesting to see, like, for, even from the devs, from the uh, some of the press people I got to see. Like, usually, I remember the last time I went, I saw Jeff Gersman walking through the hallway, and he just, he didn't, he, <laughs> he looked like he had a hard day. Yeah. I'll just say that. I don't know. That was like, two years ago. Gersman always kind of looks like he's just had a hard day. Uh, right. But, 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 yeah, but, Sure. I don't know. But this year, yeah. like, almost everyone I saw, like, everybody just had, they were upbeat. Like, the fans were excited. The the Dells were, I'm sure, excited to actually show the stuff they've been working on. Mm-hmm. Um, There was a lot of cool games that I was just, like, just walking by. I'm like, oh, yeah. that At the show is where I got excited for Fallout 76. Just because after that press conference and hearing about how, the little changes that they're making to the game and then seeing their booth and like talking to people who are like talking about, like talking about games in a way that usually I'm like a fallout. I'm done with fall off and I just ignore any other information about it. Yeah. Like hearing people's excitement about it. I was like, Oh, that does sound cool. I'm actually like this game. Um, that was fun. I think that's really great. Yeah. I, and yeah. PAX has been the same way for me where, you know, you're kind of used to this certain like low level hum of sort of cynicism and negativity when you you talk about stuff coming up online, but then you get to a show and everybody's just kind of like that stuff kind of just goes away and everybody's just kind of, it, it it's sort of like being at the carnival where it's like, yeah, yes. that clown looks a little bit stupid, but like, this is fun exactly. and I've got cotton candy and we're going to go on a, you know, loop the loop or something. So like, it's exactly. going to be, it's, yeah, it's, it's all good. This yeah maybe this popcorn isn't the best popcorn I've ever had in my life but I'm going to pretend that it is because yeah right now I'm at the midway and it's cool so so if I had to someone asked me they're like well should I go to E3 and I'm like is a like if you're going as uh not for work public and you got to wait the hours to get in I think going to PAX would be the smarter bet. Because even though E3 is starting to gear towards knowing that the public's going to be there and some of the game developers, uh, I mean, all of them had swag to give away. Yeah. Um, I feel like e- I feel like PAX is more gamer-focused. I feel like people with PAX are... I mean, both sides, they were nice people. I just feel like the PAX crowd is more excited and more um, yeah. welcoming. Well, and I think it, I just got to, I remember my time at PAX and it just felt more fun. Like you've, you've got fun. stuff to do too, as a fan, like there's panels to yes. go to or yes. you know, events going on at some, like, at like a barcade or, you know, whatever. I mean, so exactly um, like, like the parties afterwards, like there's fan stuff to do rather than just like, okay, well, the, you know, one, like, I don't know, IGN's having a party and like, so it's, it's just going to be press and industry people really. And so, yep. mm-hmm. you know, if you've got an invite, cool. But I mean, I, I, I've never been to E3. So I, I mean, it sounds, it, but this, like what you're saying just tracks pretty closely with what I've heard about the two events just comparatively. Mm-hmm. And there is like PAX yeah. is a really good time and there's a better likelihood that there's a PAX happening near you than an E3. Oh yeah. So for sure. Like <laughs> LA is a, if I didn't have friends out in LA, I probably wouldn't have went. But, um, luckily my buddy let me sleep in his, his extra room. That's awesome. Um, yeah. Fed me, took me to the convention. So I definitely got spoiled. Um, and I, I really appreciated that. But as far as like, again, I, I had two experiences one year. I got to go as press and that was fun because 
you get to engage with the developer. You get to ask them whatever the hell you want. Most of the times they answer you. Um, yeah. It felt more work-like. This was, for me, more of a... I want. I don't want to say vacation. I mean, it was a vacation, but as far as being at E3, it was like a, all right, I want to see at least these games. I want to see if I can talk to a developer. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, if you don't have a press badge, you're like, I do not have the time to waste on you, which I totally understand. Yeah, I mean, they, there is only so much time, and so, like so, and I feel bad for people that go there as the public, you know, kind of hoping for that kind of more personal thing because it's just like there isn't time, and you know, it's yeah. expensive to show your stuff at E3, so they're really trying to make the most of it and you know get seen by like you know press outlets and other you know. So it sucks. It's not personal for sure if you kind of get rebuffed, yeah, but sure. um, but yeah. I, anyway, but I do feel bad for folks that kind of go and hope to you know. Oh man, you know I'm gonna be able to meet my heroes or whatever. Which, a, yeah. never meet your heroes. It's a bad idea. But uh, <laughs> no, don't do that. <laughs> but um, but yeah, it's it, it it just might wind up being a little disappointing that way. On the other hand, I mean, there's just so much cool shit to see that you know. Oh yeah. So. Like being able to see, like if you can go for one day, if somebody can slip you their badge, and you just go and see the show floor. That is impressive to see how much money they spend on advertising their games, basically. Yeah. Like, seeing that fiasco is just fun. But I think you can get that same feel at PAX as well. Yeah, PAX Prime for sure. I've never been to the the one in Boston uh, or the – where do they have the southern one? Is it Austin? Austin Austin or Atlanta? Austin, Austin, yeah. Um, But, man, it's – like, the scale of it is just insane. Like, you walk – I mean, when I was there a couple years ago – like they had a life-size Tyrannosaurus for art. It's like, okay. Of course they well, did. Yeah. So, Why not? I mean, it's, the, and that's just like standing in the middle of this massive show floor with just games everywhere. So, right. but yeah, these are great events. I mean, if, especially, I, I would definitely second the recommendation to go to PAX if you can get there. Cause it's, it's, that's a fun time. Um, oh yeah. So, and you, you get to see cool panels, um, you know, like, mm-hmm. Typically, like, there's enough of them that you can probably find something that's going to be there for you. Like, they, they have oh, like, a yeah. huge, like, board gaming uh, thing set up in, like, one of the hotels. Uh, so if you're into that yep. kind of thing. I actually got sort of uh, press ganged into playing Secret Hitler while I was there. Uh, nice. And, uh, that game's, that game's <laughs> great. We'll have to talk about that sometime. But uh, yeah, um, I wound up getting a copy of that. But, um, oh, yeah. Anyway, I, I'm just glad you had a good time, man. I know, like, these things can be kind of exhausting, but... Uh, yeah, no, it's, that's great. And man, you got to hit some stuff that I totally had not heard of too. A lot of it actually. So, yeah, that's what I was hoping for. Cause I was like, I know like I could have played destiny, but everybody's playing destiny. I wanted to play Mega Man 11, but that line was insane. So I wasn't going to yeah, play for yeah. that one. Um, trying to think if there was anything else. Uh, it was weird. Some of the boosts were there like five hour energy was there. They don't have a game. They just had the five-hour energy. So I was like, "How? why did you pay this much money to be here? <laughs> I, I, like, you like could have literally thing, set up outside, but I don't know. That was strange. Um, this year, there was no uh, <laughs> VR porn. The oh. last time I went, uh, uh, some porn company was there was showing off VR porn in, like, Gear VR. And I kid you not, the line for that was like wrapped around the around that booth. That's amazing. It was kind of it was so funny. Wow. And I I I, I tried to find them this time. It was nah, that didn't happen. 
Well, all right, that makes sense. Now you're letting like the public in. You don't want kids I get, accidentally. Walking uh, that, that makes sense. That's true. Yep. Yeah. So, well, great, man. Uh, so uh, I think this will probably wrap up our uh, E3 coverage for uh, 2018. Um, but uh, I'm really glad that we got to have uh, a representative uh, on site. Uh, so super exciting. Uh, if um, everybody wants to uh, follow for uh, more up and coming uh, up to the minute news, uh, where can they find you, man? I am currently on Twitch. Like, like not like right now I'm podcasting. That'd be weird, but I'm on Twitch. Uh, the name is kryptonite K R Y P T I N I T E. Uh, I'm slowly trying to get my schedule back in order. That week of not streaming kind of effed me up. So I just need to get back in the swing of things. And I think I'm going to start with uh, Diablo 3 season 14 or whatever for- season Ooh, they're on right now. Very nice. I want I want some loot. There you so. go. That's the game to go to for loot, too. Exactly. How about nice. you? Where, where can they find you at? I'm at iBoudreau on Twitter. Um, uh, you can also find... Um, me writing periodically at PC Games N. I actually have, um, by the time this podcast goes up, um, should have an interview with Andrew WK on the site. So that should be pretty fun. Uh, nice. And um, yeah, that's, uh, then you can also, of course, find all of us and uh, our esteemed colleague, Michael Benson, at, uh, he's, uh, well, all of us are at vgwam.com. That's got links to all the social stuff. And then uh, Benson, of course, is at Michael underscore underscore. Benson, but uh, yeah, man, I think we uh, I think we got another show right. Oh, we can also yeah, you know what? Uh, follow the show on Twitter too. That's uh, oh yeah, or, or that's uh, at vgwam underscore podcast or did I? Yes, I, I think so. that's it. If I screwed that up, I'm gonna be mad. That'd be uh, awesome. Yeah, vgwam <laughs> underscore podcast is yeah. uh, is where you can find the show on Twitter, and that you'll get a little ping every time you've got a new episode up. So that's helpful. Uh, but uh, yeah. Uh, if you got us on iTunes, uh, five star reviews are uh, always uh, welcome, especially those ones. Uh, <laughs> if you uh, if you think we're doing a terrible job, just you know shout at us on Twitter instead. That's, yeah. that's way better. So feedback's good. Yeah, I yeah. Like no. uh, you can also write the show. Uh, that's questions at fijiwam.com. Is that the? Oh man, I should have double checked the contact info before we did the show, huh? <laughs> uh, but no, just uh, go to vgwam.com and you can find the email and uh, everything relevant. Uh, but uh, yeah, for uh, for us, um, yeah, I've been uh, Ian. Uh, I guess um, we'll uh, sign off here. Yes. Good night and good luck. Good night. See you next time.